I have said to my family and friends on many occasions, if you want to see where the nation is heading, pay attention to Utah and Texas. These two states are places where people who seek to subvert the agency of man will attack with the greatest ferocity. This is because those states are unique in both their history and culture. Those who seek to install tyranny in America understand that if they can get rid of freedom in these two states, the rest will be significantly easier. We've also known for quite some time now that one of the ways the enemies of freedom seek to get rid of mankind's free agency is by hiding behind front organizations with innocuous sounding names. Today on the podcast, I have back on Chelsea Hope. She is a woman who has devoted the past few years of her life to being a watchdog on freedom issues here within Utah. Today, Chelsea and I have a conversation about the group Envision Utah. We talk about what a private-public partnership is and why you should be very leery of such organizations, the history of Envision Utah and who the founding members were, who the players are today, what they seek to accomplish, and finally, who are some of the special advisors are in Envision Utah. And uh, just a sneak peek, if you're a Mormon, you might be surprised at one of those names. At the end, we wrap up with what you can do to stop this totalitarian nightmare from taking root. Now, many of you who don't live in Utah may say, that's a Utah problem. Well, yes, but I also guarantee that in your state, you have a very similar organization that is performing the same work they are, and you need to be on the lookout for this. Stay tuned for a fascinating conversation on this episode of the Mormon Renegade Podcast. There is no doubt, as a general rule, Mormons are a real social people. And there's no better place to connect with other people than at conferences devoted to Mormonism. With that said, there's one coming up that I can't recommend highly enough. And that is the Restoration Torah Conference. It is happening this year on May 26th and 27th in Linden, Utah. Many speakers you'll hear there have been on this podcast. They include Jacob Vadreen, Hannah Stoddard, Taylor Smith, Joshua Erickson, Kimberly Smith, myself, and more. Go to RestorationTorahConference.org or click on the link in this episode page notes to find out how you can attend. You're listening to the Mormon Renegade Podcast. Chelsea, welcome back. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate you having me back. Today, we're going to talk about Envision Utah. Yeah, so it is another uh, public-private partnership. We're hearing a lot about those on a federal, national level. Hopefully, people are waking up why those are bad on a national level um but what we have nonprofits and ngos uh partnered with our government and essentially what these public private partnerships have become is you'll hear a lot of people refer to them kind of as shadow governments, but a lot of them involve um either polit- current politicians or politicians who were in office for a while and they've either been elected out of office or they've reached their term limits they join these public-private partnerships. They put each, you know, their own buddies on the boards of these NGOs and nonprofits, um, and they kind of continue to govern behind the scenes without anybody really realizing these politicians are very much still involved. So um, Envision Utah is a statewide public-private partnership. Um, we've got a lot of board members. We have KSL News, Deseret News. Um, Salt Lake Tribune, a lot of these news uh, stations, outlets that 
serve on the boards um, that print articles for them to paint them in a good light. Um, but they are basically the driving force behind, I believe that they started in 1974, if I remember that correctly. Um, but behind, you know, our economy, our infrastructure, this push for the mass transit and the affordable housing, a lot of what we're seeing going on in the health industry and in our schools right now with education and the indoctrination in Vision Utah has had a lot to do um, to, to be behind that and kind of push that. Before we get into the players here real quick, let's talk about that. How are they able to manipulate the educational system and, and that sort of thing? What, what are the tactics that they're using? Yeah, they are very much tied to United Nations. We know there's not a, not, not a lot going on there. They are a big driving force for this nationally. Um, but they have what is called their visionary guidebook. And I think it was, it was the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, who actually wrote a paper on Envisioning Utah specifically as their guidebook in order to help manipulate their own people elsewhere. Uh, they gave them for you you wouldn't think they made a statement that you wouldn't think that in Utah a conservative and religious state they would have allowed these things to happen but yet it has happened and what they do is they have this system where they, they do surveys they distribute surveys to the public which it isn't a whole lot of people but they do distribute these surveys and they have the people answer the questions in their own words and then they take those words that are important to us. So, you know, faith or the last questions about what, what, what do you enjoy most about your city or, um, you know, what, what do you wish most to see? And people will use things like, well, I enjoy security and safety or, you know, faith-based or a place of belonging. And they, what they do is they take those words that the public uses and they use them against them. And they have all this, this documentation, their own paperwork on how they use our personal values using the words that we use to basically play on our emotions and manipulate us. So they take these, these words, language, um, they put it into these things called these scenarios. And it's the best example I can give is when you are offering your child dinner and you want to make them feel like they chose it. So it's like, I know that they're going to have pasta. I've decided they're going to have pasta, but I'm going to let them decide that they want spaghetti or macaroni. Right? Mm. And they decide, but I, but I've chosen it, but they, they're going to have pasta. Right. So they put, they put these words into these little scenarios. Um, and then they let the public, they'll do these um, groups, not this focus group, but uh, I don't know the word for it. They get the public engaged in these little meetings and they'll put chips on the scenarios that they want. <laughs> that scenario for basically infrastructure and how they're going to develop their city or their county or what they're going to put into the education system. And so one of the things like with this transgender push that we're seeing is they need a place, you know, a place for belonging. And that was a big word that a lot of Utahns used. So there's a there's quite the manipulation process that and they they talk about using if then statements and how to fill those statements out for the public. So, you know, if we don't do this, then this is going to happen. And it's these negative things that are going to happen using our own words. There was actually a state audit that was done on Envision Utah, and the auditor himself uh, basically stated that 
you know, Envision Utah doesn't, basically what they do is they offer incentives for compliance. That was exactly the language that the auditor used. They offer incentives for compliance. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of, there's a whole manipulation process that they use. against. Gotcha. Gotcha. So real quick, th- that sounds a lot like a guy named Cass Sunstein. You know who Cass Sunstein is? I don't know who that is. So he was Obama's information and regulatory affairs uh, administrator. He was the guy who was in charge of disseminating the information the White House wanted released. And he's married to a woman named Samantha Powers. Back in, I want to say, 2010, sometime between 2008 and 2010, she was responsible for the Gaza flotilla. And the Gaza flotilla just basically said, you know, hey, we're going to take this boat and it's just going to be full of humanitarian aid to deliver to the Palestinians. Well, Israel gets wind of it and they raid it and it's not food and clothes. It's guns and ammunition. So you had the Obama administration actually funding this. So back to her husband, Cass Sunstein, he is he is the, the director of information and some regulatory stuff and he actually wrote a book in um i want to say it was the 90s called nudge which was this idea of we just need to gently nudge people into making the correct decision and he talks a lot about this where he where he talks about giving people a choice but really pushing the choice that you want them to make a good example was in the white house cafeteria what they did is that for desserts, they put the really good desserts, like the pie and the cake, on like the shelf that wasn't eye level. And they did put on the desserts that were like the really healthy, crappy stuff on on the shelf that was eye level, trying to get them to look at the choice they were trying to make them decide on and so to me this sounds a lot like like that where 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 they're 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 presenting this idea of choice without with either really pushing what they want you to do or um just outright nudging you and at the the end of the book he he kind of makes a statement of sometimes you gotta get a little more forceful than just a nudge and I'm like, that's spooky. What are you talking about? So th- this sounds eerily similar to Cass Sunstein and what he was about. Yeah, no, that is exactly the same thing. And that is the point that they get to as well. If, I mean, the problem is, I believe in Utah, we're just so trusting. Uh, people don't realize, I mean, we don't have a Republican Party. We have a, a Latino Party. Really what we have is an establishment party. Right. And just continue to vote for Republicans, right? I'm going to vote for whoever the Republican is. Well, John Curtis, I don't know if you saw the Project Veritas video on him. No. But they caught, they went undercover and got camera recording of him. In fact, I'll send you the video. And if you'd like, you can yeah. in the show notes people to watch. But um, he basically, he admits, and his aide admits that well, he's a Democrat and he wants Democratic policies, but he knew that he'd never get elected that way. And so he ran out on a Republican ticket to get elected. <sighs> And he's for abortion and all these things. So um, I think we're very trusting 
in the you know conservative or Republican Party here. We're a religious state, um, and because of that, we are very easily manipulated and nudged. Um, we give our consent willingly, and so they've not had to go that route. But unfortunately, that is the game that all of these people that do these kinds of things play. At some point, if we don't consent, they do get more forceful. Which just confirms my suspicion I've had for about the last decade that politics is really just professional wrestling, right? They talk trash against each other, you know, where they do the big interview and, you know, you got Macho Man, Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan going at it. But after the match is over, they're going back and they're, you know, having beers together and talking about what's happening and, you know, saying, okay, this time you're going to win. And next time I'm going to win. And, and, it really is just kabuki theater at this point is, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's all going in the same direction. Yeah. Again, do. it's the whole good, bad, or I'm sorry, good cop, bad cop kind of scenario. Yeah. They work together to get it done. Yeah. And it, I think it plays back into this idea of false choice. So mm-hmm. it, and, and it sounds like this is what, what envision Utah is all about. Now they're big into land planning as well. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So unfortunately, uh, I don't know if you heard about the special district thing that went on in Disneyland uh, with DeSantis in Florida, um, but basically they had come out and there were there were some things, I don't remember all of the details, but they basically told, you know, Disney World, sorry, not Disneyland, Disney World, um, they needed to change these things and they came back and said, no, we don't, we don't have to live, we don't live under your laws, we live under our own laws because they had been turned into a special district, which was basically their own government and they answered to nobody. And there is a national push for this. Basically, if you call it a special district, you get federal funding for it. Um, but we created these special districts in Utah as well. And there is something called, well, there's the Utah Inland Port Authority and mm-hmm. there's the point of the state land authority there's the Military Installation Development Authority and then the Utah Lake Authority. And all four of these basically are special, their own special districts. Um, and they all have the ability to exercise eminent domain. Um, mm. They actually took Salt Lake City. Uh, well, Salt Lake City took them to court. Uh, they were ruled against. They took it to the Supreme Court, which ruled against them as well. Um, but basically the inland port came in and exercised eminent domain to a big portion of Salt Lake city, um, and just took a bunch of for this land development. And it isn't, it isn't things for actual necessity need for the public use in an emergency, like eminent domain was meant for. Um, I mean, it's things, it's for things like building public parks. Yeah. Um, so they're exercising eminent domain. They can levy and collect their own taxes. Um, through these developments, they you're seeing some some places in Utah where uh, property taxes are doubling or more than doubling, and it's because they can basically put the de- the development um, they can have that paid for through property taxes. So we have a lot of legislators who are writing the bills to create these districts, and then they sit on the boards of these special districts themselves. Um, and then they basically get to develop uh, and have the taxpayer pay for it through doubling their property taxes. And then they get a turnaround and benefit financially off the development as well. So yeah. yeah, a lot of development coming in, including the point, which is the 15 minute city, which I'm sure we'll get into at some point. 
Oh, we will. We will. So real quick on eminent domain as a land surveyor, yeah. I've I dealt with this. I understand what it is. And it started out as kind of a, it was a well-intentioned bad idea, right? Mm-hmm. And it was used for the railroad. It was used for the right. transcontinental railroad. We're going to punch a railroad through here so that people can get from one coast to the other. And for the most part, they operated really well with it. They did offer more than fair market value for the land that they took. And it was it was kind of a win-win. Now, fast forward today, and this is why principles are so important. First, let's just go to when Teddy Roosevelt's president, because he's the first president after the railroad to really use this. And, and people hate me when I say this, because every Republican loves Teddy Roosevelt, right? But what they don't understand is that Teddy was a absolutely uh, progressive. He was a guy who said things like, you know, I begrudge no man for making a million. I just begrudge how he spends it. And I feel like the government needs to be involved in those decisions. He was the guy who made the um, national parks, which meant they went in and took land because people forget the national parks were owned by private citizens. And he went in and just condemned it and just through eminent domain took it fast forward to today. And what you see is that developers will pay off certain Congress. I mean, certain um, legislators, whether that's a city council or a mayor, they'll go use eminent domain with this idea of, well, it's just one person's house here, but if we build the shopping complex on it, it's going to be more tax revenue, which benefits the entire community. And that's yeah. how they're getting this done. And it is sleazy and it is crooked. And, and I think this is probably one of those things where, where you can really point to and say, we need to be governed by principle and not expediency, right? We need to make sure that, that even though the guy who's first using it might be a really good guy and might have actually some, some, some good reasons for doing it, it's not that guy you ever have to worry about. It's the guy that follows after him, right? Once you set that precedent, what does that open the door to? Exactly. And it always is. It's always, you know, there's some good reason for it. It seems like a good idea. And you give that little bit of power to the government. And, but, you know, they're not going to abuse it. You give power to the government. And when in history have they ever given it back? And it just, it opens the door for them to just keep growing and growing. And it's progressive, right? These, these yep. policies. You know, in our, in Utah, uh, the federal government owns almost three quarters. It's over 70% mm-hmm. of our land now. And people kind of, I think they forget that that land is supposed to belong to us. We're supposed to be able to lay claim to that land. And I mean, we're not even allowed to access it when they say we're not allowed to, including water resources. It's they act as the authority and unfortunately we've accepted them as the authority when the constitution doesn't give them that right or power. No. And, and, you know, it's frustrating, right? Cause as a land surveyor, I see a ton of empty ground drive out between Nephi and Delta. And then from Delta all the way to the Nevada line, it's yeah. just empty. It's begging for people to live there. Right. And prove it, yeah. do something with it. And instead, we just lock it down and you can't access it. You can't do anything with it. People want affordable housing. Well, there's how to get it. Take your land back from the from the government, you know, allow development to happen there. 
and it'll take care of itself. But when you regulate a market like this, it's bound to bite you in the butt. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, so there, I, I did was, I was looking at their websites. They are big on walkable cities, right? Yeah. And, 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 oh, it sounds so pleasant. You can just wake up in the morning and throw on your tennis shoes and walk yeah. to work and then get your groceries yeah. on the way home. It's, it's, it's so good. Until you look at the Chinese model, right? And then, because this is where this all starts, right? Mm-hmm. You get assigned a district in a zone. And if you're not a good Chinese citizen, you don't get to leave that zone. Right. And it, it, it's the gateway drug to tyranny, right? As, as I've looked at it over and over, it is absolutely the gateway drug to tyranny. Yeah, it absolutely is. Um <clears throat> And it's, you know, the funny thing is, is even if there was no, you know, danger involved, it's for Utah, it's just stupid. It's a stupid idea. You've got, um, you want to get rid of cars and have you completely dependent on the public transit system. But wait times and trying to get somewhere on time with the public transit is already awful enough. And they want to expand that. They're talking about, you know, it's funny because originally they were talking about um, why we needed more public transport. It was needed. And most recently in legislation, if you tune in, they're talking about trying to figure out ways to get us to use it more. Mm -hmm. They want us to use it more so they can keep expanding it because not enough people want to use it. Um, But, I mean, think about when you're completely dependent on public transit. In Utah, in the mountains, in the middle of the winter, and you really want to be taking all of your groceries on a public transit when cars aren't allowed in these communities because this has been worked into their plans. They're getting rid of cars um, in the winter and then take all your groceries on public transit and then carry those home. I mean, there's just so many reasons that this is just not a good idea anyway. Um, But I mean, maybe what maybe I'll explain really quick what these 15 minute cities are. Yeah people understand what we're talking about here um but the world economic forum and for those of you who don't know who the world economic forum are it's a another big huge worldwide public private partnership a lot of politicians are involved um these people are all for pushing communist communism and marxist ideologies and they talk openly about it um they talk they brag about how they've infiltrated our government cabinet how you know prime minister trudeau in canada is one of their what they call young global leader. They have a young global leader coalition or program. And they've gotten these young global leaders to basically penetrate government down to the local levels, um, really throughout the globe. Um, but they are talking, they're huge on the um, artificial intelligence and the transhumanism movement. And that, I mean, we could get into a whole other discussion on that, but if people don't know what that is, I would definitely look that up. Um, but, and everything electric and digital, because they talk about, um, digital dictatorships and uh, Noah Harari, who's Klaus Schwab is the CEO and founder of the World Economic Forum and Noah Harari is his number one. And he's on video basically stating that in the past, uh, there's been a lot of tries for world domination, but they've never succeeded. Um, And with the rise of the digital economy, which we're seeing everywhere, um, that's now possible. And they don't need soldiers when they have robots and surveillance everywhere, basically. Right. Um, 
So they are pushing, and this goes along with the sustainable development goals with the United Nations. They've partnered with the United Nations on all of this. Um, but they're pushing for these 15-minute cities or walkable communities um, because everything is within 15 minutes walking distance. And at the center, most of the time at the center, you see the affordable housing. Now, um, in Utah, so the affordable housing is being pushed through something called opportunity zones. And there are these zones for opportunity for these developments. And uh, Rockefeller, the Rockefeller Foundation is the one who's behind the uh, opportunity zones and it's a multi-billion dollar industry and it's the driver for the affordable housing. What they're doing is smart homes. Um, and then from there that branches out to, they're making sure that the affordable housing and the transit is always set up together. And you see a lot of that, the affordable housing and transit reinvestment zones in our Utah legislation late, lately in the bills, they're, they're pushing that like crazy. Um, You've got the, the transit hub. And like I said, they are in their own framework. They're getting rid of cars. Um, and you'll be able to travel in and out of the city with public transit, basically. Um, and then they've got utilities like Rocky Mountain Power, Dominion Energy. They've all signed on to this. Um, <clears throat> but everything basically is connected to the Internet of Things is what they call it. But the Internet. So there's this big, huge, smart electric get grid, everything smart. Um, they're electrifying our entire roadway in, uh, here in Utah through a program called Aspire. They've partnered up with Stadler. Um, and basically they're turning our roads into charging stations themselves. Like the roads will be chargers. They're getting rid of planes. They're building something called vertiports, uh, which are basically airports for electric planes that are going to be unmanned. Everything electric which I think is completely insane because if we have some kind of cyber attack or, you know, the Chinese hack in and take our systems down or there's a, a pow, you know, a storm and the, I mean, planes are going to be falling from the sky. Everything goes out. They don't want us on gas generators anymore. They want us on battery backed electric generators. Um, but basically everything is digital electric. Um, and, and so it, it's SMART, right? Anything that's digital is SMART. And SMART is actually an acronym. It stands for Surveillance Monitoring Analysis Reporting Technology. Um, and they are using this for surveillance, like they do, you see it in China, right? They've got all of the biometric, facial biometric mm -hmm. data, scanning, all of the surveillance and cameras everywhere, and they track you everywhere. And you see how they have a credit score. Um, their credit score is up or down, depending on if they're being good or not. Um, and if, if their credit score goes down, they get locked out of the, they can't access the uh, QR code won't work to scan into their smart homes. They can't get on the public transit to travel because now that's the only way to travel because all their cars have been taken away. You've got your, you know, energy turned off on you. They can shut your water off on you, which in Utah, we now are required to be smart metered for our water by 2030 which is Agenda 2030. Huh. Um, Strange. Right? How the government locked their thermostats on them. Um, but you basically get privileges given or taken away based on your social credit score. And I'm sure people have heard a lot about ESG by now. Yep. Um, Marlo, our state treasurer here in Utah, has done, I, I think he's been the number one person in the nation, to be honest, in my opinion. 
to fight this, to fight the banks with this, um, and to bring awareness to it on a national level. But it stands for environmental social governance. And it's a governance system where if your carbon footprint isn't friendly enough or you're socially not acceptable, like in China, right, you're you're reading freedom-loving books instead of communism ideology books, or you haven't gotten your vaccine or your last PCR or yeah, PCR test, or you know, you're not ca willingly calling people by their pronouns, your score goes up and down. Um, ESG is essentially a communist social credit score, and they've already implemented this everywhere into Utah. Um, they've turned, so they're doing what's called smart cities. So basically, you've got the biometric data, you've got the license plate scanners, um, we've got cameras up everywhere. I'm sure people are noticing them by now, the cameras up on like the traffic lights and mm -hmm. poles, car systems that can follow, zone in on one car and license plate across 22 lanes and follow them everywhere. Um, they did pass the bill in Utah, allowing for the biometric, the facial biometric data now. Um, they are storing all of our images in a, like a criminal justice information system. Um, so they're storing our images. So now it's it's been turned to basically guilty till proven innocent for them to mm -hmm. be able to track and have all this data. But they're implementing the surveillance state here. Um, they admit in their framework that there it will be a smart city framework, and they are implementing ESG into it. <sighs> um, so what's going to happen is you know they make it sound like oh you know these green spaces and these community gardens. Well, they're getting rid of all of our farmland. Um. And I found the contracts for these community gardens. They're going to be government owned. It's funny because they get the community um, actively engaged. That's part of their kind of sick, twisted <laughs> plan. Part of this is getting us engaged in like implementing all of these things ourselves. But we're, they've got us coming out and helping to plant these community gardens. But I found the contracts. They will be government owned. And if your credit score isn't high enough or you don't obey you will get locked out of the garden. And that's going to be the only way to eat because they're getting rid of all our, our farmland here. Um, a lot through these developments, through these special districts, exercising eminent domain. So they are essentially, I mean, they are setting up the Chinese surveillance state here right now. And I will send you an article as well if you want to put up on yeah. the screen or put in the notes. By Associated Press, they did an investigation investigation and they busted wide open. We have at least 25 Utah legislators who basically they've made friends with communist Chinese government. Um, they've delayed policies here intentionally that would displease the Chinese government. Um, and they've allowed the government, and this is another thing the World Economic Forum does with their young global leaders, is they have them implement legislation and lobby for policies, which Envision Utah does as well in partnership with these foreign agents from China, basically getting getting communist policies that China wants to see implemented here, implemented. And they, they have a basically relationship, very close relationship with these people. So they are implementing basically a communist surveillance state, which they talk about it being digital, digital dictatorships. But these 15 minute cities, it is, they're implementing the smart city framework, the ESG framework. Um, and then it sounds so great because, yes, again, everything is within. You've got the affordable housing in the hub by Rockefeller. And Spencer Cox has teamed up with the Storms and Impact Center and Kempsey Gardner Policy Institute in order to implement uh, the affordable housing. 
And Rockefeller says in his own document that he's also teamed up with the Sorensen Impact Center through the University of Utah for it. So essentially Cox has teamed up directly with Rockefeller to build these communities. So everything's within 15 minutes. So why do you need to leave your city? Um, and they're doing these lockdowns. So we're seeing this in Australia. We're seeing this in Oxford and England. Um, they are allowed, they're doing climate lockdowns to help with carbon, the, the carbon footprint. And they mentioned how COVID-19, uh, when they were locking Australians inside their homes uh, during COVID-19, they saw the carbon emissions right. going down. Yep. Like breathing. So they said, we thought we're going to need, we, we should be repeating the, these lockdowns every two years. See our carbon foot. So they're talking about doing these climate lockdowns and these COVID lockdowns to get the carbon footprint down, locking us in our cities. But why do you need to leave? You have everything you need. School's within 15 minutes. Shopping is within 15 minutes. You've got health, uh, which is going to be run by people like Bill Gates. Um, everything's within 15 minutes. You don't need to go anywhere. In Oxford, um, their city council basically came out and said, you know, we're not keeping you in. We're just giving you, there's no physical barriers. We're just giving you a fine if you leave your boundaries. And they have these 100, 100 day passes where they're allowed to leave their boundaries uh, 100 days out of the year, but that's slowly being lessened. Um, but now they've come out and said that they're putting physical barriers up and the electric gates are going up. Um, so this is, I mean, it's essentially, it's, it's what we're building here in Utah. And this one is called the point um it's where the old draper prison was mm -hmm. um before and i'll send you a screenshot of this you could pull up the point and on google maps it says a 15 minute city um since we've kind of called governor cox out on it that's changed on google maps but if you go into google maps and type in 15 minute cities in utah the point will still come up Ugh. which i find i find very entertaining but yeah they're they're essentially building what you see in China, this surveillance communist state here, and they're making it sound. And again, these, uh, so back to where we talked about these manipulation documents and using our own words against us, they're presenting it as, you know, a lot of the words is, well, I want to feel safe and secure. You know, there's lots of lights and cameras and everything's within 15 minutes. A lot of people are around everyone. You'll be safe and secure. So they're using our own words against us to play on our emotions, to want to buy into this idea. And it sounds great, but if you go to Washington state, they have a 15 minute city there and there's one way to get in and one way to get out. Yeah. So it's actually, when you really look at who's involved in this and, and the funding, um, it's, it's, it's really, and really quick, sorry. I know I've been talking. No, no, you're good. I haven't given you much time to talk, but. Sorry. More of you and less of me is a good thing. So don't sweat I don't know about that. <laughs> but Aspire and Stadler are the ones that have teamed up to electrify our entire transport system here. Stadler, if you look at the board of trustees, it's all Swiss parliament. The government from Switzerland basically is building and owns our entire transport. Cars, transit, the airplanes, everything. Uh, this whole electrification of the system is owned by parliament in Switzerland. And Switzerland is where Davos is, which is the headquarters yeah. of the World Forum. And United Nations was here, I believe in 2019 at the Salt Palace. And while they were here, and I'll send you a, a link to this video as well so people can watch it. 
um, there were some UN United Nations officers that were here and there was a, a girl who was trying to get video and she went into the salt, salt palace and these officers told her that she couldn't record and she said, well, I'm a journalist under my First Amendment right, I am allowed to record here. Um, and she said, not when you're on UN territory. So this oh. is Salt Lake City, Utah. While we're here, this is a United Nations compound, is what they said. You know, there's so much about what you just said that is terrifying. Yeah. And one of the things that that really spooks me to death is this idea of planes without pilots. Yeah. Right? I, that spooks me to death because half the time when you go into a public restroom, you can't get the sensor to work on the little faucet that's supposed to give you water. How are we going to fly people back and forth, right, without anybody in there? So, I, yeah, the, the, it's, it's worrisome. And, and this idea of just being kind of confined to this area is just it, – it's un-American on every level. And it's horrifying on another. And it's not the first time we've seen technology and technology companies buy into uh, dictatorships, right? People forget IBM was one of the first computing companies to help with tyranny, and they did it. They teamed up with the Nazis, right? Yep. So they this is not part. unfamiliar ground. Right. Yeah, IBM, for those that don't know, they did the punch cards back in the day for Hitler. Um, help determine who the Jews were and yeah. they, they followed all their data and where they worked and who their parents were and you know they you know helped they put this all together and helped Hitler determine who the Jews were and now they're the biggest data collection technology company in the globe and they're partnered with people who talk about world domination and depopulation and you know people who were involved with groups that came from the American Eugenics Society which is where Hitler got his idea of what the perfect race was. Yeah. Yeah. Margaret, Mar Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood, proud eugenicist. Um, it, it, if you look back at the history of the left, and I'm not talking your run-of-the-mill blue dog Democrat. I'm talking about the hard left. It is a history filled with blood and horror on a scale that, that we have unfortunately barely begun to grasp because of of the untold damage it did so they're pushing all this envision yeah. utah is who are the players within envision utah who are the people that make this thing run so it originated with i'm going to give you three main players that it i mean there were others but the three main ones that it kind of originated with we have um mike levitt now, Mike Levitt is funded by George Soros, as well as his brother, David Levitt. And I don't know if you remember, but there was a big, um, lots of media buzzing around David Levitt around elections down in Utah County, uh, district attorney. And just to remind everybody, George Soros is the one who was funding district attorneys, attorneys to let criminals go across the country. Um, so David Levitt was a district attorney down here in Utah County. Um, he was, him and his brother, both funded by uh, Soros, um, and he had allegations come out against him um, for cannibalism and satanic ritualistic abuse. 
And, and I think it's important to mention that it was serious enough that an, op an investigation was opened, right? Yeah. This yeah, sure. wasn't somebody in a tinfoil hat making the assertion in his underwear from his mom's no. basement. This, this had enough chops that people started to look. Journalists yeah. and then eventually even even some, you know, if I can't remember which department it was, but it was a state department that opened up an investigation. Yeah. And Mike Smith, the sheriff down in Utah County, came out and made an announcement about it. And he admitted that they've been looking into and investigating this satanic ritualistic abuse in Utah for a few years. Um, and that there are, you know, we know the sex trafficking rings are going on. We've got Tim Ballard, who's here with Operation Underground Railroad, Um but yeah, that it, there's there's a lot of that involved in Utah, unfortunately. Which is just strange for Utah. I mean, of all places, Utah. Yeah, and I that's I was just gonna say the thing people need to realize about Utah is there's a lot of light here, right? Mm -hmm. We're God loving people here. Um, there's a lot of light here, especially with you know the church. We're very religious. People need to start opening their eyes and paying attention to just because we love God. It doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that we're just safe from everything and nothing's ever going to happen where there's the most light is where the devil focuses the most. Yeah, no, it he does do everything he can to penetrate Utah. And he's, he's been working on us and, and yeah. things going on behind the scenes. I've always yeah. said just because we're, we're a state that that loves God doesn't mean that we're not going to face adversity. It doesn't mean that we're just protected from all bad things. What it actually means right. is we got a bigger target on our back from the adversary because exactly. we, we are Utah's. I, I've always said there's two states in the union. You always want to watch Texas and Utah. Those are yeah. the two states that will tell the story of the rest of the country. Because if Texas and Utah fall, there's nowhere else to go. There's, they can do it anywhere. Yeah, yeah. If they can get it done in those two states, game over. Yeah, we're supposed to stand for something. Right. We're supposed to be the, the family-centered state that protects our children at all costs. And look what has infiltrated our state already. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so Levitt, that's one. Yes, sorry. So no, Mike no, no, Levitt no. Is You're good. You're good. <laughs> Um, Mike Levitt was the U.S. Secretary of Health and uh, Human Services under George W. Bush. He was also the administrator of the Environmental Protection Agency, which we've we've seen a lot come out with them and Pete Buttigieg with this whole um, train derailment and chemical spills and everything. And uh, where was that? Chicago? I don't remember where that was. Um, but we've, we've seen... <laughs> Kind of some corruption that's been going on with that um they actually have on their own website uh they praise envision utah for smart growth in utah mm. um he was and he's on the chair of national the national Gover governors association he was the governor council of state governments and the west government association just so people realize what these government associations are it's an association of current and past governors that basically get together and instead of listening to the will of the people in their individual states, they partner up and decide what it is that they're all going to implement in all of our states. That's what that is. So we've got Mike Levitt. We have John Huntsman Jr., who was the ambassador to Russia. He was the ambassador to China. Um, 
He was the U.S. Deputy Trade Representative under George W. Bush and the U.S. Ambassador to Singapore under um, Bush Sr. and under Bill Clinton. And I I'm trying to remember if it was Huntsman Jr. or Mike Levitt. I think it was Huntsman Jr. who brought China into the World Trade Organization. Right. And then we see him hosting with World Trade Center Utah and the Inland Port and the Council of Foreign Affairs, which is terrifying, hosting these China-friendly summits and talking about trade and relationships and national security with China um, at the UVU. And then we have Eccles, um, Spencer Eccles. So Mariner Eccles, um, under, was it Roosevelt? <laughs> to Roosevelt, trying to remember. Um, he actually was responsible under the Bretton Woods negotiations um, right around the time of the Great Depression. He was the one mainly responsible for implementing, helped create the, um, create the World Bank and IMF. Um, mm -hmm. And brought, brought the Federal Reserve into, you know, they started printing money and talked a lot about basically so socialism, um, right. taking money, redistributing the wealth, right, socialism. Um, and his family has basically chaired the Federal Reserve ever since. Um, he was from Utah, a banker in Utah, and they still do. They still chair the Federal Reserve. Um, but his, I believe it's his great nephew, Spencer Eccles. Um, is also part of this. And they were responsible for giving the initial funding and a lot of funding to this. Um, and they all sit on the boards of a lot of groups together with the media. So we're three of the main players, but we have legislators and all sorts of people who have joined the board of this and have partnered up with Spencer Cox. Now, here's something interesting for this audience, uh, which is predominantly... Mormon of some stripe, whether that's fundamentalist or traditional LDS folks. One of the special advisors on Envision Utah is M. Russell Ballard, the acting president of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. Yeah. That should be concerning to us as Mormons on a massive level. You mentioned that article. The church has some serious ties because – I can't remember who it was that did it, and I'm sure it's in the article you'll send. But the church worked hand in hand with some of these uh, legislators to make sure certain bills weren't passed. Mm -hmm. And yeah, this should be concerning because this shows a level of infil infiltration where they are not only going just after the law, but they're going after the culture. Yeah. And in doing so, this is super problematic. Yeah. We have Elder Christofferson who talked about Agenda 31 and supporting sustainable communities, which mm -hmm. is the sustainable urban developed 15 minute cities, sustainable communities. Um, and just so you're aware, this whole sustainable to them, it's a manipulative way of saying that they're going to implement what they want. So when the, when our farms start to fail, farms aren't sustainable anymore. They got to go. We're switching to community gardens, right? This isn't, Oh, because of the carbon footprint, these cars aren't sustainable anymore. They've got to go. So that's what sustainable means. But then we had, I forget who it is, but somebody else talking about the United Nations and ex accepting them in their agenda. Um, they partnered up with the uh, with Gavi. I, we may have talked about this last time, 
but that was the immunization program. Mm -hmm. um, and you've got, you know, Russell Nelson coming out talking about being good global citizens, and that's World Economic Forum in UN language, being good global digital citizens. Global citizens, not Utah and American citizens anymore, but global citizens that goes under this new one world religion, one world order, one world government that they're pushing for. Um, but this immunization program, they pushed for the vaccines and they partnered up. Now, Gavi is a partnership between GlaxoSmithKline and Pfizer. And they partnered up with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation to match funding and donations. Um, GlaxoSmithKline has partnered with the UN World Economic Forum, with the World Bank, um, and with Rockefeller, and Bill and Melinda Gates. So this is who they teamed up for this. Um, now, GlaxoSmithKline is very closely tied to Marriott International. And Marriott International is partnered directly with the World Economic Forum. And in order to be a partner with the World Economic Forum, you have to commit to implementing their agenda into your local com communities. Now, Jeez. Mitt Romney sits on the board of trustees with the Marriott, Marriott family and other people who sit on the board of Microsoft with Bill Gates, Disney, connected to Jack Dorsey with Twitter, right? Um, and then you'll see that the, so we're seeing a lot of kind of, you know, wokeness going on at BYU now as well. Um, you'll see that Mary, uh, the Romneys and the Marriott family also sit on the board of trustees of the BYU Marriott School of Business with Russell M. Nelson and members of the Quorum of the 70 and 12. I actually talked to um, somebody who's Somebody who, who is a high leader of the church, and he admitted to me, you know, the church, the church is basically, it's, it's running as a corporation and it's been infiltrated. It's, it's been infiltrated. And people need to understand, I mean, we're very much so seeing signs of the last day and not just let the last hour of the last days. I mean, the stage is ripe for the rise of the Antichrist. And if people don't see that, their heads in the sand. Um, but uh and I just, I totally lost my train of thought. No, you're good. No, you're good. You're good. We were just talking about the infiltration into BYU, into uh, the, oh, the church. Sorry, that's, that's what I was going to say is the, uh, the the scriptures, Revelations, Isaiah, um, you know, they talk about how in the last days there will be false prophets and the church, there will be an apostasy and the very elect will be deceived. Right. I mean, the Bible talks about it. Right. So, um, Yeah. Yeah, no, those times are getting bad. You can gauge how bad it is that a guy like me has to pick up a microphone, right? That's how bad you know it is. So, no, it, it's disturbing when you see this because they have so much influence and sway, right? They they can, with with a couple of syllables, they could absolutely change momentum. And I, I think that writing's been on the wall for a while. So... You have these players here. Are there other organizations that partner with Envision Utah? Yeah, and I'm off the top of my head. I'm uh, struggling to think of, but I mean, we have also, we have the Utah Inland Port what I, that I talked about earlier and the Point in the Mountain, these um, authorities that are special districts of their own um, partnered with Envision Utah. Um, we basically... Through the, it's, it's just a giant public part, 
public-private partnership. We have these NGOs and nonprofits. Um, a lot of them you're seeing kind of infiltrate the schools. So they're bringing the, you know, transgenderism and critical race theory and all these ideas into the schools. These little nonprofits who, when you start to look at it, it's like Mike Levitt and the same people who are funding those nonprofits. Um, but I mean, yeah, a lot of organizations. We've got the Carlisle Group, think, um, Amazon. Uh, and some of these are directly and some of these are indirectly, right? They partner with a group. And then when you look at who they're partnered with, it's like all the big players, you know, the Open Society Foundation, Rockefeller, mm -hmm. all the big players. So what about organizations like this in other states? I mean, it may not have like Envision North Dakota, but it's got another cute name. Are there other orga organizations out there? something like that out there what people need to realize is they've chosen utah to be the epicenter and the global hub of this new like world government right. um especially through the country they want utah to be the hub of everything and utah has signed agreements and contracts with other states so like the transit rail um that whole electrification system that's owned by the swiss parliament basically and <laughs> being created by the swiss parliament um they've signed agreements where the transit's going to go like basically across borders. So into other states and uh, the affordable housing and development they're building in each other's state. So you'll see like, you know, the Romney's building elsewhere. And then you'll see like Sun Valley apartments, developers in California that are building, building it. They're all, so they are very much so incorporating this throughout the country. Utah's the pilot state. A lot of things are going to roll out here first, but then you're going to see it kind of sleep across so, I mean, these, these um, public-private partnerships, they don't, they, it's not just within the state. You see a lot of people that, from other states that sit on the boards of these organizations, as well as global leaders like the World Economic Forum, young global leaders and people who are partnered with them. So I, I would imagine that, that there are other groups like Envision Utah um, in other states. I again the university of nevada las vegas did that whole article about how they call it the utah model how you should use what envision is doing envision utah is doing to manipulate us as the model to basically manipulate people in their states Jeez. we have this this organization that first off i want to say this anytime you hear the term private public partnership run yeah. the other way right. because the very definition of fascism is public-private mm -hmm. partnerships, right? If, 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 you know, you have communism, which is a horror show, which should never be tried, but that's the federalizing of everything, right? That's the feds going out saying, nope, we own this oil and gas company now. We own whatever. Fascism was a little bit different in the sense that they were like, we may not own it, but you're going to play ball with us, right? So in 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 Germany under the Nazis, which was fascism, you had Krupp steel, right? That was producing all the steel for the the Nazi war machine, and it was very much a planned a planned um, economy. It was just they let you keep the name, basically, yeah. is what it boiled down to. So that that should that should always send people 
get people's you know hair on the back of their neck standing up because that that is a buzzword that means nothing but totalitarianism period next here's my next question for you so you've you've laid out the case really well just how bad this organization is and just how much power and sway they have what do people do to stop this from happening i think the most important thing right now is um educating your family and friends that aren't aware of it i think a lot of people just don't know it's happening um and when when a lot of us wake up uh, we can become pretty powerful i think at a state level i mean we've been fighting at the capitol but they're just stepping right all all over us i think the biggest way to fight this is through the cities we have to show up to city and county uh meetings and i think they're like either once a week or once every two weeks they're not very often it goes for an hour or two but if we can put football or whatever else aside just to make sure we're showing up but when you see envision utah show up and presenting just know they're about the envision utah is literally going around to every city and county council um if not weekly or bi-weekly monthly and offering their next you know piece of this puzzle of what they want to implement and they what what they want the counties to buy into and agree to implement into their cities so if we can shut this down at a city and county level you know this is the way that the constitution designed the power that the country was supposed to have the smallest amount of power then to the states down to the counties down to the Mm -hmm. cities and very very last who holds the most power is us as individuals right we the people but really the cities and the counties we have a lot of power over the state and they we've forgotten that and they're happy that we're to that point but if we can fight this there's resolutions that they can do um there's nullification processes that they can do um but there's all sorts of things that, that the cities can do to say yeah we're not like maybe that applies to the rest of the state when they've got state legislation being pushed through but that's not happening in our city and we do have the power to do that and i really think at this point it's going to be the cities standing up to take the state back you know, and I'd say from a Mormon perspective, if, if you're an active LDS person, now's the time for you to stand up and fight for the soul of the church. Because um, uh, they do listen to their congregants. As much as they say they don't, they absolutely 100% do. Um, we, we've seen, I mean, they've changed whole ordinances in the temple based on surveys that were administered to people. So they listen. They understand. Yeah. So. Just let your voice be heard, right? I mean, look, next time you go in for a recommend interview and you got to talk to a member of the state presidency, you might want to just ask him about this. Start being kind of a pain in the butt. That does have an effect. Because in Utah, I think everything really does hinge on the LDS church. If If we can... sway the powers that be and i know i'm going to get pushed back for this because people are going to tell me that it's you know led by the lord or whatever but i i know for a fact the lord would not be a fan of 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 cracking down on personal choice and free agency but if if you can if you can can get that ran up the flagpole and be vocal enough there's a chance right there's a chance but it all hinges on that as far as I can tell. If I can just bring something else up that Envision Utah is involved in as well, just so people really understand the magnitude here. 
um, yeah, the church is on the board of Envision Utah and, and they are supporting a lot of this agenda. Um, Envision Utah is involved with something called Zero to Three. And I'll send you some links for that as well. What is it again? Um, I, didn't, I couldn't hear you. It's called, it's called Zero to Three. Okay. And we know that there's the whole transgender thing right. going on. Um, they also have transabled. I don't know if you've heard about that, but no. basically people, people who feel privileged that they have all the limbs. So they're cutting their own limbs off and becoming disabled <sighs> and they're calling it transabled. It is, I'll send you documentaries and videos on it. It's a thing. Um, we have transageism now where just like you can identify as a different gender or we've got trans race. They're coming at, you're going to start hearing you can identify as a different race. You can identify as a different age. And they've come out with maps. We shouldn't call them pedophiles. We should have empathy and sympathy for them. They're just minor attractive people. Yeah. Normal pedophilia. <laughs> and what, they, what they've done is they've come out, and this is something that's being pushed by the United Nations. Um, it's called, called Zero to Three. And they want kids. Now, we know the books, the books that have been found in schools in Utah. Yes, in Utah. Very explicit, disgusting uh pornography and triple X rated books with pictures of yep. little boys getting grown men uh, oral sex, basically. Yep. Um, and talking about all the different positions. They have cartoons now talking about, um, and I know I'm sorry, it's going to be graphic, but people need to hear it. Um, and I'm sorry if you're uncomfortable, but this is what is in our kids' schools, cartoons, teaching them how to pleasure themselves and, and why it feels good to touch down there. And um, they want now, now they're saying that they want um, them to explore and know their gender identity by the age of three now. And from three on, they're talking about basically masturbation and sexual pleasure with children. This is the program that they are come and they, they've done podcasts um, about this. Ryan Stark, Spencer, one of Spencer Cox's, I don't know if he's a cabinet member, but he's on his department of you know government opportunity um does these podcasts and they they are implementing this into utah so yep. this is the kind of sickness that is coming to our state um so I, yeah i would just urge people to to really we need to wake up utah we've got to utah's got to wake up please wake up and we do we need to start holding our, our church leaders accountable and I'm not going, something I do want to say is, you know, there's the church and kind of the corporation it's become, and then there's the gospel. And right. I, I want to clarify, they're two very different things. Yep. And I think it's so important right now. I don't know the hearts of these men and I'm not claiming to, and I, I would never dream of claiming that I know what they're thinking or why they're doing these things. What I do know is that this is not God's plan. The things that are, that they're, you know, helping to kind of roll out um they are going to be the destruction of our home our freedoms and everything innocent and good in our children and i don't know if if some of these people know what they're involved in or not um but what i will say is that it is so important to be praying and studying your scriptures and rather than just following the prophets having that close relationship with god and i think we've lost that we depend on men to tell us what to do um, I don't think most people could quote scriptures. Um, I don't think they really know them anymore. Um, but we need to have that relationship with God. Um, and, you know, you asked what, what's one of the things that we can do. Um, yeah, 
let's make our church leaders aware that we know what's going on, hold them accountable, show up to city and county council, but also, you know, men in government aren't going to save us. Government, they've always been the Gadiatin robbers. Um, the way that we win is by turning to God. Yeah. Really, ultimately, and, and having that close relationship with him where you can receive your own personal revelation. We need that now than ever, right? More we, I'm telling you, we're entering the very last hour of the last days. It's, and it's going to start accelerating, right? Revelation talks about growing pains and birthing pains. Yes. And it's going to start bursting closer together. And we're starting to see that. And they're starting to accelerate. It, we're just going to start seeing things go faster. And this whole CBDC, the digital currency that's coming out, and it's connected to a blockchain, they want your digital health records tied to that. Um, we have something called the Utah Citizens Portal. We fought a digital ID. Um, they basically came in last minute and issued it through a pilot program. We have a lot of those here. But it is a mandatory digital ID connected to a blockchain. Um, and that's going to be effective May 3rd. Um, but this Utah Citizens Portal talked about that now that this bill has been passed, they already have a whole system set up. They were just waiting for the bill to get passed. They want our... Uh, medical records, they talked about how they want to consolidate them. Um, and they they basically talked about vaccine passports. Mm-hmm. Um, but our financial wallet will have this digital currency, our everything, your utilities, your everything will be connected to your digital ID. And again, implement ESG, that, that credit score. If you're not doing things, not being a good digital global citizen, <laughs> um, or your credit score isn't high enough, you'll have your your water turned off on you, your um, your financial wallet, your money is going to be, I mean, they can shut privileges off whenever they want. So even just this digital currency that, that we're seeing come through in, in July, there's a lot of scary things that are coming and it's, it's going to happen faster and faster. And Amazon One actually has come out with a program uh, where you can put a chip in your hand to basically act as a credit card. It's a digital ID and a wallet all in one. And you can now use your hand to scan and pay. Now, I don't think that we're quite there yet, but this is the foundation for the mark of the beast in the forehead or the right hand to sell or buy. You know, I don't know if they know what they're doing, but their research department needs to be fired, right? Because that's just bad publicity no matter what, right? I mean, you start talking about that, it, it, it doesn't bode well. I like what you said about turning to God, because I think we're at that point now. And I wasn't going to tip my hand on this, but I'm, I'm giving a, a presentation in about three weeks now at a conference. Um, and and that's the, the thrust of it, is we need to turn back to God and have a third great awakening to to stem this tide and to to give us any chance at all but god is the key to this thing because if we if we try to do this ourselves we're going to screw it up we need we need to make sure that we are on his side uh this idea of god being on our side that's a fallacy and that is a gateway to doing a whole bunch of bad things but if we line up on his side we stand a chance but we got to turn back towards him and not and not our own devices because it's our own devices that have got us here thinking that we know better thinking that we can do this um oh spooky stuff 
So yeah. is there have has Envision Utah been stopped at all yet? <laughs> no. They've basically gone in, they got a perf they're batting a thousand. They're ugh. yeah, just exercising eminent domain. They're shut, you know, developing over taking farmland away. Spencer Cox has announced that, you know, they've got all these new developments and they have the available water for it, apparently. Yeah. Um, and they're, well, they're draining our reservoirs into the Great Salt Lake and then claiming that we're still in a drought and snow has lost its moisture and we still need to conserve pollinators. <laughs> um, but no, they're just, yeah, I mean, they, they're, they're this is a very influential and powerful group of people that sit on this board. I want to go. So. I want to go back to something you uh, you said when when I asked you what it is we can do to to stand up against this and maybe stop some of this. You said educate friends and family. How do we do yeah. that effectively, right? Because it's one thing to hear a guy on a podcast talk about this, right? But it's another thing to have to go and then talk to your friend your friends and family about this. That's a different thing. That's an uncomfortable thing. How do you do that? You know, there's a lot of, um, I think for the most part, you know, people don't know all of it in depth unless you're reading their documents and researching it all day, every day. Like I, I don't have a life and do, <laughs> but, um, I think that a lot is coming out on not just national, but a global level. A lot of people are waking up to a lot of things right now. Cause a lot of people have been trying to get the word out on a lot of this stuff for a while but now we're seeing these people just kind of blatantly do things in the open um as as, as time kind of goes on i think it's going to be easier for people to see um but i think there are a lot of videos that are kind of going around that explains things and shows things really well that just share like right when you come across stuff just just start with sharing things and as you're kind of, I mean, to some degree, you're going to have to kind of start educating yourself to where you're comfortable enough to just talk about the main talking points that are important to you. But a lot of people are just scared to even share stuff anymore because they're worried that it's going to hurt someone's feelings or that it's going to make people not like them and they're going to lose friends. And, you know, we've bought into this idea again you know belonging and empathy and they've played on our emotions where we need to be accepting and loving um but we've we've gone against what we know is okay in scripture mm -hmm. god's word you know the transgenderism and letting kids change their gender and and all sorts of things that the scriptures warn us about we've just gone along with it and god tells us there's going to come a time where you're gonna you're we're gonna have to pick a side and we can't be on the fence and he says, I wish you were either hot or cold. You're lukewarm. You're right in the middle. So I have to spit you out. If you've not chosen my side, you're not on my, we have to, I think it really in Utah, I think that's the first step, to be honest. Um, I think it's getting to that point where you're willing to speak the truth um, and speak it boldly and loudly without fear of re repercussion of what other people across these things, just share it. Um, I'm going to put um, a lot of links and, and evidence to what we're talking about in, in the show notes below. So there's links and documents that can, people can look at themselves so that they can show people that it's real and share these things. Um, and some of it's going to be at some point when you've got the extra time to kind of dig in and try to educate yourself as well. Um, 
but it is a lot easier when you can find like-minded people and start coming together and having discussions and, and approaching friends and family and community together. Um, yeah, I think connect with like-minded people, be willing to share and, and, and try to try to educate yourself as well. Um, I, I can also let you know if you want to kind of post it. We are, I'm going to be doing some presentations on this stuff with slides and videos um, in a few different counties. Um, so if people want to come to those and invite people, they're welcome to. Um, I'm going to try to get those on Zoom so that we can share the link later. Um, there's a lot of great groups in Utah, uh, Defending Utah, Utah Freedom Coalition, um, who are posting a lot of the documents and articles and links and stuff as well that they can follow um, if they kind of want resources of the evidence to share with people. Um, but yeah, that's where I'd say that where we start. Yeah, no, I, th I think so. And I think the other thing is, is I think we're past the time of, of, of being able to, to wake up everybody. Right. I think, I think now you have to be, you have to be selective, right? So you go ahead, you, you send something out maybe on your Facebook group, you know, your Facebook page, whatever. If certain people don't respond, don't, don't waste a lot of time, move on to the next guy. Because, right. because I think, I think we're at a time now where those who, who will be awakened already have a sense of something's wrong. They can't put their finger on it, but they know something's wrong. And then there's those yeah. who just choose to be willfully ignorant. And yeah. you're, you're not going to be able to do anything. I, I would also say this. We better get real comfortable with being called conspiracy theorists. Yeah. Right? Because we, oh, yeah. we talk about all this stuff and it's, you know, hey, you're a conspiracy theorist we better get comfortable with that term and, and not let it bug us. Right. Because as time has gone on, some of those conspiracy theories are now facts. Right. And, and, and I think this is one of them. Um, and for, for parts of my audience who are like, you know, who are Mormons and are like conspiracy, come on. I'm like, have you read the book of Mormon? Cause yeah. the last part of that bad boy is all about before Jesus shows up is all about conspiracy right people in the government making trouble so mm -hmm. if if you believe the book of mormon conspiracy is not something you can dismiss out of hand yeah revelation says in the last days good will be bad and bad will be good all mm -hmm. the truth will, will be revealed but let those with eyes to see and ears to hear see and hear um the very elect will be deceived uh i think it's i don't remember if it's first Timothy or second Timothy, but it talks about where we will be forbidden to marry and you see them destroying the family unit and getting rid of mm -hmm. gender and, and reproduction. And, you know, abortion is just skyrocketed. Um, it, but, but Timothy also talks about how in the last days um, we will be forced to abstain from meat, which the United Nations, their whole agenda with the C4 cities is no dairy, no meat, no cars by 2030, we will own nothing and be happy. It's all going to be shared and rented by from the government. Um, they're going to count our calories. You get three new articles of clothing per year to share. I mean, it's all in scripture. Yeah. It, it talks about these things with the Bible and the Book of Mormon. It's all in scripture. God told yep. us that this would happen. So, um, yeah, you know, we can't be afraid to, 
to be called crazy. Scripture also tells us that the righteous will be mocked, will be mocked in the last days, um, and that, that the world will hate us. Um, but you know, we we made a, a promise when we came to this earth to do something, and right. I don't know, but I intend to do it, and that's speaking the truth very loudly. And I don't care what I don't care what people think about me or have to say, because the only one that I will answer to in the end is God. Absolutely. And, you know, I I'm already officially a conspiracy theorist in your time. I'm well, I was and 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 I was going somewhere with that question because you just sent me something here not too long ago from it looked like someone's Twitter feed where they mentioned you by name. That's Brian Schott. Uh My nickname for him is Tribune, um, but he is he's one of the writers for the Salt Lake Tribune. So uh, he did an article on Jason Preston and I. I, I think I sent you. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you watch the video with jason and governor cox Um, i have the one where he tries to talk to governor cox and governor cox gets a little antsy he gets a little i've never seen the little fella show so much spunk i mean it was kind of cute it was like when a baby panda gets angry it was just kind of like yeah i mean it wasn't threatening it was just kind of cute to watch him get spunky so if you want, really want to see the whole 15 minute city with like their own documents, and I've got slides, you can go to We Are the People Utah Radio, Utah's UT, either on YouTube or Rumble, and look for the 15 minute city one. I think it's called Utah's Digital Prison or something. Um, but we did a whole episode on that. And so at the Republican convention, Jason, who is the host of that show, confronted Spencer Cox and asked him about the smart cities. And Spencer Cox got very defensive, argumentative. Um, he started, you know, put his fists on Jason and kind of physically got aggressive with them, started yelling at him, calling him a conspiracy theorist. He got very and blatantly lied. I, there's no such thing as a smart city. I don't know what they are. When he smoke, spoke at a smart city luncheon, um, talking about smart cities and how he thinks that Utah should be the first smart state. So he's blatantly lied, which you have to ask yourself why. If you think, mm-hmm. you'd think that if it was fine and there wasn't anything dangerous or nefarious about it, he'd just say, oh, no, look, you've got the wrong idea. Yeah. Jason said, come on my show. Yeah, I'll come on your show and I'll, and I'll talk about it and I'll show you why, why I think this is a good thing. It wasn't any of that. It was blatantly, you know, lying and denying that they even exist, that he's not involved in it, that he knows nothing about it. And he got very defensive, which, which should tell you something. So, you know, they got, um, again, Salt Lake Tribune sits on the board of Envision Utah, who's Cox has partnered up with them, um, got them to, to kind of do damage control and wrote, a, wrote an article on it. And, you know, Jason's a conspiracy theorist. I was on his show talking about it. And and then uh, Brian Schott also posted that little Twitter about me being the, the expert on 15 Minutes. <laughs> so I thought it was entertaining, to be honest. It, so, yeah. And there's a couple, there, there there's a couple things here from, that I want to dive into one is is this idea and look this episode probably won't be released until i have my new website up which should be in about a week so that i'm not being hosted exclusively on platforms someplace mm-hmm. people can just go and get it without getting right dinged right yeah but that whole transgenderism movement is evil it's evil on a scale we have not seen in this country ever. Yeah. Um, and I know that's going to piss a lot of people off. And that's okay. You can be mad at me. It's cool. But it's evil. When you start mutilating children, that is evil. 
that goes back to some Old Testament stuff that, frankly, leads to the downfall of Israel for a time. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's very, very evil. In fact, me and my wife, me, me and my wives were sitting around the other day, and I was just playing. <laughs> okay, I'm going to sh- just tell you how much of a bonehead I was. I was just trying to relax. And no matter how bad things get in the world or at work, I always know I can beat a cover two shell on Madden. It makes me feel better. Anyway, the the girls were just talking about how crazy things have got with this whole transgenderism thing. And I just thought, and and I said it out loud, I was like, you remember when the weirdest family situation was the one we're living in now? Now ours seems downright tame. But um, the the other thing I want to say, as far as shot throwing stuff at you, my grandfather was a pilot during um, Korea. And he used to have this great saying, which is, you know, you're over the target if you're taking flack, right? And so if, if you're, if you're raising some eyebrows, you're, you're, you're somewhere where you're, you're kind of, you're kind of almost taking your finger and putting it in something that hurts. You're like, does that hurt? You feel that? And so they're, they're, they're lashing out because of that. So for those that, that do get vocal because they've heard Chelsea talk here tonight, just remember, if, if people start to get defensive, you're over the target. You're, yeah. you're exposing something that they find sensitive and don't necessarily want exposed. So I think that's super, that should be, even though it doesn't seem like it in the moment because you piss someone off and one, you should get used to that. I've gotten used to that. But yeah. <laughs> the, the, you're the not going to please everyone. You're just no, not. no. But if they do react that way, that should be a sign to that should be an encouraging sign to you. That should be something where you're like, ooh, that hurt, didn't it? You want to explore that some more? Tell me, tell me why that hurts so bad. Yeah. That that should be a sign of encouragement not to let up, to keep going. Because if if they get defensive, and I've always said this, if you can get them to expose themselves, not in that sick yeah. way, perverts, but you know, show who they really are. They will absolutely tell you who they are. Yep. And so when you encounter that, when they call you a conspiracy theorist, when they make fun of you, keep going. Just keep going. Be relentless. Be, yeah, yeah, be relentless. Force the issue. Another reason to pray and do your own scripture study and just have that close relationship with God because he will be on your side. And he'll open doors for you that you never thought would open. Um, but yeah, we're, we are on the target. Otherwise, they wouldn't have cared. They wouldn't have had him do, you know, a, a hit piece on us in the paper and try to, you know, they're trying to do damage control. If, if we were crazy and really there's no threat there because they don't, there's nothing to be worried about people finding out they, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have gone to those links. So uh, Jason and I actually just recorded a follow-up episode to that um, where we, you know, we showed Cox getting aggressive and saying that he, uh, there's no such thing as smart cities. He doesn't know what we're talking about. And then we showed all the evidence that he does know. And we dedicated the episode to our number one fan, Spencer Cox. So, you know, you can have fun with it. Yeah, little Spencer. <laughs> Little Spencer. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, we we can't worry about what people think about us anymore. Nope. They're on the Lord's side or we're not. Yeah. I don't want to decide that that does not have his hand in things. 
Right. Absolutely. Well, awesome. Okay. So do me a favor. When you, when you have a moment, would you send me the calendar of what counties you're going to be presenting at and when and where and times and that sort of thing. So maybe folks from this audience can come out there and give you some moral support. Yeah, absolutely. I, I know, I think Davis County is going to be June 13th. I, um, when I have the, I don't remember the address in time, but I'll send that to you. But yeah, I, I can get those to you and we'll probably kind of book more as the month goes on, but absolutely. Cool. Yeah, I'd love to. Cool. And if someone wants to get a hold of some of the information you have, where can they go to do that? Probably the best place right now is you can watch the episodes I've done with Jason on We Are the People radio. Um, I put, you know, the links and the articles to all the slides and sh- that I show and stuff we talk about. The documents will be in his show notes. Um, U- Utah Freedom Coalition, I collaborate with them a lot. We do. We research and collaborate a lot together. So they post a lot of my stuff as well as their own stuff. Um, Defending Utah sometimes post some of my stuff, but they're a great resource as well. Um, I am working on getting a couple, I hate social media and technology. So I've not wanted to go there, but I am working on getting some social media accounts up and uh, my own website as well, where I can start directing people. So it's not quite ready, but I am working on that. So it's coming. Awesome. Awesome. Hang out after we're done. Cause I got something that might interest you in, in terms of that, but awesome. Chelsea, is there anything we didn't cover that you wanted to cover this time around? Oh, I'm sure that there's a million things I'll think of as soon as we uh, sign off. But... <laughs> awesome. Well, just know you have a standing invitation anytime you want to come back on. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. And I, you know, I appreciate the viewers who uh, tuned in and listened, listened all the way through. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No good stuff. All right, Chelsea, let's do it again soon. Yeah. Sounds good. Thanks so much for having me, David. I appreciate it. Awesome. All right. Bye everybody. You're listening to the Mormon Renegade Podcast.